Hello and welcome back to the FPL Addicts Podcast. I'm your host, the FPL Rev, aka Mikey. Whether you are red or whether you are blue, whether you are Stats FC or whether you are Vibes FC, there is a home for you here today with the FPL Addicts Scouse Contingent on the FPL Addicts Podcast. <laughs> Yes, yes, welcome back everyone to the Game Week 9 preview. We are here to talk all things Game Week 9, have a look back at Game Week 8, what lessons have we learned, and to do that I've got some very special help from my very, very Scouse friend. It's FPL Reedy, how's it going mate? Yo, yo, yo! Oh, very back good. In the building, live, I look like absolute shit. I might <laughs> That's not alive, but but we've got the Merseyside derby coming up, and uh, we have you know, mates. After a long, you know, what feels like they see being in prison, you know, when the international break <laughs> comes along, uh, away from football or proper football, as as those FPL sort of uh, players say, it's mm. nice to be back and and the football to be back this weekend. How are you? Yeah, mate? it's great, mate. I, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, you know, I'm actually going to go to the derby. <laughs> Uh, this this um this this coming Saturday, so um you know wish me luck that my uh, ego doesn't get too trampled on, but you know not I'm not expecting anything, but I I guarantee I'll still be disappointed. So <laughs> you, you you're a brave man. You are definitely a brave man. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, as we probably know, you know the last you've only beat us once since 2011, or I don't know something crazy. Anyway, um. That that sounds like some famous last words to me. That mate, you know. <laughs> Listen, I, you know, I know we all make silly, you know, sort of predictions and comments, and we go, "Oh, that could end up biting me," and you know, I don't think it will. <laughs> yeah. I put myself out there, obviously, but you know, I, I think you know, I think we'll get a win. We'll get a win, and and I know you're the stat guys, XG, and Everton have had the, one of the most chances in the league, and. You know, higher than City and this, that, and the other. But doesn't you know, matter in this game. It all goes out the window, doesn't it? That's what matters, isn't it, Mikey? Yeah, it all goes out the window in this game. So yeah, yeah just uh, welcome to everyone who's joined us along in the chat. Um, if you're new around here, don't forget to give us a like and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any more content. Uh, you know, if you are listening along on the EPL Sports app, then uh, do not uh, forget to leave us a little uh, rating as well. Uh, hello to some of the people in the chat, Miriam. A regular around here, and um, she says that I look fabulous, uh, Reedy. She hasn't said anything about you, which is is pretty fair to be honest. You you do look like dog water, mate. Um. It sounds it sounds about right, but you know what? You know I, I don't look as pale as you, so I'll I'll keep yeah, it. that's that's that, fair. that one for me is uh, I'll I'll take that one this week. Yeah, everything yeah. Else, everything else, mate. <laughs> beard, uh, you know it, it's it's terrible. And, um, so. And speaking of good-looking chaps as well, there's someone who's just entered backstage. It's the man, the myth, the mullet. It's Chazza Roberts. <laughs> How, how's it going, mate? Good boys, how are you? From the love shack itself. 
Yeah, yeah. He's he's uh, joining us from his bed today. Uh, how are you feeling, Chazza? I'm good, thank you. I'm looking forward to the game week, and I'm buzzing mm. after the last game week, so I'm on top of the mini league. Come oh on. yeah, here he is, the king himself. And to be fair to you, Chazza, you've earned it. You've been fantastic as an FPL thank manager. You. So far this season, I've got absolutely no complaints uh, being second to you at the moment. You know, you've you've made some really, really great calls and, and been on some uh, key players at the right time. So credit to you. But we'll and but that's what we'll jump into. Um, but also before we do that, uh, hello to Gary as well. It's LFC versus EFC this week as well. Yeah, for sure. So um, let's um, get ready to share our screens, boys. And um, but I'll kick us off with a little review of the past game week. So, as we can see here, um, I scored an okay 53 points. Uh, I did get my captaincy call wrong, unfortunately. Um, I should have had uh, a bit more of a, a listen to, to Chazza Roberts um, because I did captain Darwin over Salah. I, I just, I don't know, I just fancied it. I just fancied it a bit more. And my logic was that if... Salah was going to do well, then Darwin would do really well because Salah's been a bit more creative this year. But, you know, the the one thing that... The, the mistake that I made was not factoring in the fact that Salah does have penalties and he, he got a penalty. And then he scored a, a pretty good goal as well from open play. But other than that, uh, Adogi doing well. Uh, Madison with the assist. Uh, Pedro Neto there coming in strong as well and so yeah no real complaints about my team really at the moment um and there doesn't really appear to be uh many many issues there um but yeah give us your thoughts boys okay i've got a lot yeah okay so you spend more than a quarter of your own squad budget on sal and harland and you captain Darwin Nunes instead. That's yeah. started. Total mistake. If I'm going to be full on yeah. Gordon Ramsay, that's just how I'm going to see it. Yeah, yeah. Chaz where's where's the lamb straight, sauce? Straight away. <laughs> no, no hang it back, eh, Chaz? Straight in the. Nah, I'm not. Yeah, I think aside from that, you actually scored pretty okay despite the captaincy not being the best. Yeah. It, it could have been worse. I'll give you that. Yeah, but yeah. Too bad. That's the thing. Like, uh, I think I still beat the Harlands captainers. You did. So that That's was okay, deep. but you know, the, the, the Salah captainers of the world definitely got one up on me there. But yeah, to be fair though, Chazza, I'll take it from you. You know, being being at the top of the league. Uh Reedy, you're free to speak, but I'm not sure how relevant it'll be. <laughs> <Whee>! <laughs> I'll, I, sorry, I can't, right. I can't I can't hear you from down there. <laughs> I'll let you give it give it to me now, but when when uh, tomorrow happens and you know we end up wiping the floor with you, yeah, that's the, fair. So, yeah, you know, give it to me, FBL. But I'll take my team winning all day over FBL. You, you know, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. True. I mean, it's in terms of my team, you know, for that game week, the game week eight. Let's have a look. I'll uh, I'll uh, get it get it ready for you there, Mikey. I do the honors. Yeah, cool. I'll just uh, um, get ready to add that to the stage. Yeah. So. That's my team for for uh, for game week eight or my points, I should say. Thirty nine, yeah. not great, not a great. Not week. amazing at all. Far uh, out. Saka, Ooh. you know, Saka obviously with his 
missing out of the squad. You know, you know, it was a case of will he play, won't he? And um, yeah, he didn't feature. I was unlucky. Well, I say unlucky. Yeah, there so was what... some severe Arteta mind games going on there. Like even yeah. like getting him off the team bus, getting him to walk into the changing room, and all of a and sudden, you have people saying, "Oh, he's travelled and this, that, and the other." And next thing you know, he's not in the squad. So yeah, yeah, I, I went against Holland, and yet again, uh, whoever I pick. They don't turn up either, and um, you know. You still just... beat the Harlan captains, though. I still did, but technically, you know. with the cl- was it, I mean, is it a clean sheet point? There, yeah, you got a song. clean, you got a clean sheet point, but didn't <laughs> at all, and played 70, 75. I mean, look at Son's minutes. Yeah, since a lot of things helped off early. Yeah, mm. you know, and and they, this is a team who aren't playing any European football, or like you know, who are getting the full week's rest and things like that, and. Obviously, mm. been carrying a bit of a knock or groin injury or whatever it might be, uh, but yeah, I went with captain anyone. Son, it didn't it didn't come clutch. Um, nice clean sheets though from Trippier and and Dogi um, and the so- the one that's really been unlucky for me that you know for game week eight was the Sobosly. You know, Salah Salah owners and captainers reap the rewards because Sobosly got the pen, so he got an assist for that. He probably mm. would have scored though if he hadn't been dragged down. Should have been a red in my opinion. Um, and also the potential assist for Gravenbach, who missed a sitter. Yeah, uh, Sobsly put an unbelievable cross for him on a plate. As I say, missed it. It's, so I could, I was unlucky. On, on another return. day, that's two assists, and then the bonus points that come with it. You know, and or even a goal and an assist. You know, you never know. He, but... You're unlucky there. To be fair, I think he's a yeah. good pick. I don't think he's a great pick, but I think he, he's good. And, and with Liverpool's fixtures turning, I think he could be feasting uh, from game week nine onwards for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was it. 39 points all out. Uh, I think Fulham. Uh, oh, yeah. So. Yeah, unlucky. Yeah, they won 3 1, right? But Sheffield United managed to score. Oh, that was another one so close to another little Lano. You know, clean sheet wasn't to be. We move forward. I don't want to. Mm. I don't want to. You know, look back on that game week too much and hang about. Uh, and we want to look forward and obviously try and gain some points, climb up our league, mini league, and and you know, climb up the ranks as well because it's uh, it's proven to be tough at the minute. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, Chaza, um, do you want to get your team up for us, mate? Um, so we can see how you're doing. Yeah, uh, I didn't realize you wanted it off my screen, but give me one moment. Sorry. No, it's all right. So while you're getting that ready, um, we've got uh, Colin Bugler in, in the chat. Okay. How are you doing, mate? Good to see you. He says, Rev, are you captaining Salah or Darwin this game week? The answer is ne- neither. Neither, good sir. Um, and I'll, I'll probably be going with the Norwegian meat shield. But, um, yeah, but speaking of things that are going really well in FPL, it's Chaz's team. This is a great team. This is a fantastic team. And the 68 points is incredible there, Chazza. Um, Captain and Salah. You know, big team. I what think that was the one Big thing. Yeah, yeah. Where are you overall at the moment, Chazza? I'm under 200k. The way I saw it was, mm-hmm. I think Salah had a better record against Brighton as opposed Haaland away at Arsenal when Arsenal had... Saliba and Gabriel both starting and Man City didn't have Roger nor Kevin De Bruyne. Mm-hmm. Because in terms of creating chances for Norwegian, 
that would have been missed a lot without De Bruyne. You'd yeah. still have the likes of Phil Foden and I think Doku, I think, went on the right. I could be wrong, however. You probably won't get as much. You get chances, but not as much as opposed to Kevin De Bruyne because Kevin De Bruyne is the best chance creator for Harlem. Hmm. I think Tottenham were relatively fortunate against Luton to hold out a clean sheet because I think despite Tottenham dominating, Luton had their good chances big time during that game. Turner nil nil. Now, to be honest, I got back from a few pubs at about 4am and I snoozed through the entire Palace Forest game hoping it was a nil-nil draw. And it was. Buzzing. Let's go. Neto yeah. got an assist, which I'm all for because that he chan neto combo, similar to Ryan Fraser and Callum Wilson of Bournemouth five seasons ago. Yeah. Salah we've been through. And Watkins, yet again, got another assist. And then Madison got one as well for Mickey Van der Ven. Yeah, it's brilliant. And you've also got some great players there for the upcoming game weeks as well. So uh, Jared Bowen is a player that I'm particularly jealous of. Um, Pedro Neto is a player that I'm currently on myself who's um, looking great uh, for the game week fixtures. Like, I I think going all the way up to, like, game week 20, (laughs) you know, Pedro Neto is looking like a fantastic um, enabler. And he's really producing the numbers this season, so... Yeah, Chazza to win FPL overall. I'm calling it now. Um, he, he's do he's doing a great job there. Any any thoughts on this team, Reedy? Do you have to unmute yourself before you start speaking, bro. Oh, there, there we go. Yeah. There we go. I'm back. I'm back. Don't yeah, worry. There he is. Great. Um, yeah. So basically, it's a great team. Great team. Can't deny it. He's still got Haaland. He's he's got Salah and Son in there as well. You know, who'd have thought you can have two premiums and Son, uh, as well as Watkins, um, you know, up there. So, Chazza, absolutely flying, matey. Um, just remind us, when did you wildcard again? No, this is the first week on the wildcard. So, you wildcarded in game week which then? Game, um, week, game, week, game week eight, sorry. So, you wildcarded, yeah. sorry, I didn't realise this was the wildcard. So, yeah, so you, your first wildcard, you've got your 68 points. Yeah. You've got yourself set up for some great fixtures for Liverpool. Uh, for Villa, you know, you kept Haaland, as I say, because we probably expect him to score against the likes, likes of Brighton and um, and uh, if they got next United, sorry, as well after that. Yeah. The only dilemma you're really going to have is who do you captain, but it's probably a really nice position to be in. So, yeah, it is. I'm just gonna... So, I think a Kabore situation is one I'll monitor. I'll roll the transfer, but afterwards, that's well, really keep an eye on because Kabore didn't play a single minute. What a gift. Sorry, Chazza, stop one sec. Like, like, just realise the luxurious position that you're in. Like, you know, because you're talking about Kabore, like, that's the height of your problems at the moment, is the third sub on your bench. All right? So, please spare a thought for the rest of us mere mortals before you go and complain about, about your biggest issue, which is your third sub on your bench, mate. <laughs> I just want to mention something as well, Mikey. What what's your thoughts on uh, Johnston? What's your thoughts? Oh, mate, I'm absolutely kicking myself because a wild card at the mouth. And oh. um, and he's still, really getting, he's he's still, he's still oh, getting them cleans, isn't he? What's going on with this guy? You know. Well, but that's the thing as as well. Like his minutes look to be compromised because they bought in another keeper. But he he, he literally said he literally said, and I took that personally. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and he started putting in some serious performances. So, but as we as we know anyway, I mean, in terms yeah. of job, 
in terms of uh, Johnston and so on. Uh, Chazza, he's no more in your team anyway, is he, Chazza? He's nah, the, I, the way I saw it was you want to fear Haaland, Salah, Watkins and Son. I mean, Madison in there as well. Plus get some good budget. Even names. Bowen's really hard to get in there. Yeah, with it was those, yeah. I had to go share down to Burn and then Johnston down to Ariola in terms of accommodating the coverage from certain sides which had good fixtures coming up. Mm. So Villa, Spurs, West Ham, and then Newcastle. Now Arsenal have it, and that will be a discussion point later on this episode too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And so let's have a look at uh, Jack Jilla's uh, team as well. So here he is, 43 points, bottom of the league. Uh, he's not here. Surprise, surprise. To, to take the roasting uh, from us. What do, what do we think is, is, has happened here, mate? Uh, let's let's just talk about John McGinn for a second. <laughs> he was on a wild card and he's picked John McGinn. Like, why does this man run an FPL podcast? <laughs> I know, I know, um, I know parenthood and, you know, maybe potential future parenthood can affect our decision making at times. Yeah. Uh, I can only speak for me and Mikey on this, obviously, Chaz has. Yeah, unless, yeah. You've got a, unless you've got a, a you know a child somewhere that you don't know about. Um, hopefully not. But yeah, so you know, his decision making <laughs> his decision making yeah. here was just yeah, I mean so that's I think, last week's team. Yeah, when he it's first gave us this wild card or like kind of posted a draft or whatever it was, you know, in the WhatsApp, you know, we were just thinking like I, I thought it I thought he was joking. Because he's got yeah. Longstaff and McGinn as two midfielders that he's like deliberately picked. Yeah, like an Anthony Gordon or a, you know, or I mean, I think Gordon or a Neto, yeah, suspended or a Neto, like Palmer, you know, even could have went Palmer. Obviously, twelve points in game week eight. There's just so many different people, and instead of um, you know, John McGinn. <laughs> I know it's 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 he's, he's had an absolute mare. Oh, yeah, he's had an absolute mare. Sorry, Jack. And and so yeah, let's have a look at our um our table. Then uh, we'll have a, a little zoom in on this. So at the bottom is uh Jill's Killers uh with forty three points there, uh, not having a great game week. Uh, getting tasty baby getting overtaken by Elliot Craig, Chris Reed there in fifth, Elliot fourth, Ollie Walker Peel in third, myself. Um, who's had a little bit of a turn down uh, recently? Has gone uh, to turn uh, down. Is that yeah, sorry, you call it a, a turn down? I've never yeah, heard a, of that. a little bit of a dip in form over the past few yeah. game weeks. Yeah. You remind me of Stormzy when you say you've had a bit of a shut down, gone to second shut down, you shut down, yeah, whatever. I mean, I went yeah, to the whatever. show sitting in the front row in a black track suit, and I'm shut down. So, oh, you know. That's what it is. Um, and then, obviously, the Man of Steel. It's Charlie Roberts uh, in first yeah, as well. So, yeah, well played to you, mate. Um, all right, so before we um, move on to the next bit, uh, Reedy, do you want to lead us through uh, talking about our, uh, our sponsors? I do indeed, Mikey. Thank you very much yeah. for that uh, little segue there. Um, but, yes, just a quick... Shout out, basically, um, and a big thanks to our sponsor, Bonus Bank, uh, who are back for the third season supporting our podcast. Um, Bonus Bank is Australia and New Zealand's best side hustle where you can make a guaranteed profit 
from bookmakers uh, by taking advantage of their prof- promotional offers even. Um, I nearly said profound there. I mean, mm-hmm. does that work? Um, Bonus Bank has easy-to-learn tutorials, software that does the hard, hard work for you, basically. Uh, it's free to sign up, but you can also upgrade to premium um, membership, which gives you access to more tools um, and software to increase your profits. Um, you can use the code, basically, the FBL Addicts code in there, um, which will get you 25% uh, off your first month. You can find that on all our socials and so on as well. And uh, there is a link as well in the caption below in our bio. So there we go. Cool. Well, thank you very much there, Reedy. Um, so uh, the next thing that we're going to do uh, on our um, on our show today is we're going to go to our uh, usual uh, FPL Addicts uh, Marketplace. So, uh, lads, I'm going to need uh, your help talking about this. Um, so we're going to add this to the stage. It's the FPL. It's the new look FPL Alex Marketplace. Uh, I hope you know people are enjoying the fact that um, you know we are, you know, really working on our graphics, like make, making sure the show hey, is slick and clean for you. I'll have to remove myself quickly. There's actually a cap. Yeah, I'll just remove you. Yeah, no, no worries, no I'm worries, Chaza. I'll I'll, I'll do it for you, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um. But before we get into the uh, FPL Addicts Marketplace, let's say hello to some people. John David, good evening, giving us best uh, Unai Emery impression. Uh, John David, he says, thinking of a change of son to Erdegaard because of Saka's uncertainty for Arsenal fixtures. Well, that's something we'll talk about today in the FPL Addicts Marketplace. And uh, he says, uh, I'm a 2-3-6 in the league. Can you do a best suggestion for us, well, John, David, like, t- tell us, like, uh, about your dilemmas, um, other than, you know, Santa Erdegaard. I, I personally don't like the idea of moving Santa Erdegaard, so, so do uh, let us know a few of the other things that, that you're going in for. But here we go, Reedy. Um, first question, who are we selling uh, this week in, in the marketplace? Oh, whatever. The the first the first person oh go on go on guess go on guess guess Chaz so, I'm gonna guess the one after I reckon Marcus Rashford is gonna be part of this category okay uh, you're wrong so okay. <laughs> um so the first one is Pervis Estupanan uh so for those who are wondering about his underlying stats uh his expected goals per 90 is 0.08 expected assists per 90 0.19 which is pretty good for a defender he is involved in the build-up um of uh taking 1.66 key passes per 90 and the shots per 90 are on average he's taking about one shot per game at the moment so he's not bad but the issue is uh, as we can see there with the little flashing icon he does have an injury. So let's talk about that for a second. Pervis is stupid, Anne. If you're selling him at the moment, um, you will notice that on the FPL app, it says that he is expected to return for the 4th of November, which is when he plays Everton away. Now, the last time, uh, last season, when uh, Brighton played Everton, uh, myself and Chazza were in the stadium, and we were subject to a four-one drumming. 
Was it four one Chelsea or a four nil? It was four one, but I only care about the kebab afterwards. Yeah, I mean the kebab was pretty excellent to be fair. Um, but I've highlighted there that fixture run. Um, personally, I'm currently keeping hold of him. I'm I'm not selling them at the moment because I think I'm not going to play him against Man City anyway. And as fixtures are too good from game week eleven onwards, he's cheap enough to bench. But I don't know what what are you doing with a uh, Stupinan at the moment? Well, it's a it's a tricky situation. I mean, it depends how many injuries you've got in your team, how, how many other fires you've got to put out. Um, it does make it really difficult the fact that he is back on the fourth of November. Um, or around that time he's supposed to be back when uh, Brighton play Fulham. Um, so, yeah, if he if you if he's the number one person that you need to get rid of for a defender because you're struggling with your bench players, you know you've got Cavore or mm. whatever else, you know, <laughs> defender. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's the situation. Um, obviously, the, the his values dropped and so on. But ideally, for that Brighton fixture run, especially from eleven onwards, yeah, you know, more so. You probably want him, so it's you're selling him to get him back. If you are, you might as well just keep him there. If you've got enough players to, to kind of get through and so on, and and save those transfers for some other moves, because game week ten, as I'm sure we all we're all aware, there's mm. some insane fixtures. There are some amazing fixture turns as well. So, yeah, Chazza, what would you do if you had Pervis a stupid arm? Would you sell him? I think it depends on team value. If you're only getting rid of him for 0.1 selling price. I don't think it's the end of the world if you get rid of him. Because mm-hmm. he only went up to 5.3 at a maximum. So I'd still get rid of him nonetheless. And you want starting defenders in your squad yeah. during game weeks. Despite him having a good fixture run, it's not worth the wait in terms of holding on to him. Cool. And if you are selling them, Reedy, this week, or if anyone is selling them this week, um, who would you be selling a Stupinam for? It would be some of your go-to picks. On the, yeah, on the old radar, as they say. Um, mm. I do like... Uh, it depends. Is, is it a pick that you're going to get just short-term or long-term? I do really think that, <laughs> funnily enough, Gabriel for Arsenal yeah. is actually an option. Uh, you know, even though people who had him at the beginning of the season were basically shafted. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, to put it politely. You you're know, not wrong. I think he's an option. It looks like he's now back in Arteta's good books or because Zinchenko's playing, Gabriel plays, you know, whether people believe in that sort of whole, you know, the system set up and so on. Yeah. Um, so Gabriel's one. Another one I'd probably pick out. Well, would... Z- 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 oh, Zinchenko as well. Yeah. yeah, could, yeah. Be, could be a player. The problem with it is most of us probably want to go for wing-backs or full-backs is, is maybe the better way to put it because... He's yeah. more of an inverted one in a sense, Inchenko coming inside and so on. But you want someone who's more attacking, like an Astupinant, so maybe a like for like. Some people mm-hmm. obviously obviously are looking to go to Dan Byrne, you know, which is a yeah. justifiable move because they have Palace this week. Um, and he's probably one of the most transferred in, maybe. I don't know if I've spoiled this one already, already Mike. You've got him yeah. in the marketplace. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So those two, other than that, realistically, I would say, dare I say it, is Simakas an option? I just don't know. Here it is. So that that's the age-old question at the minute. So we'll, we'll obviously... I think right now we will boost that agenda item on our list right up to, to right now. Yeah. 
do we go for him? Do we go for him, Reedy? Is uh, is is Simicas an option, or do we think Quanza might play, or do we think Joe Gomez might play? Yeah. What's going to happen in that system? Because for me, Andy Robertson can play like as a left-sided centre back, mm. and in that role where um, Trent becomes the inverted wing back and yeah. will drop into midfield. The question for me is. Will Simicast be able to do... because Simicast for me is definitely more of a classic wing back. He doesn't mm-hmm. strike me as you know someone who's going to be playing. Um, you know, uh, I, like I think it's going to be one of those where we just have to wait and see until next week because, as as Colm says here in in the chat, it, it could be a real potential to be a Greek tragedy. You know, it, it's maybe it's one of those to wait to get some more info. Yeah, it, it could. Um, I think the only thing, or the two things really, that could jeopardise this transfer if you are planning on, on bringing him in and starting him is, one, Gomez can play left-back. Uh, Trent is back, obviously, so he could be there in, in the right-back position as well as Kwanzaa. You've got those sort of dilemmas. That's that's the first one. And the second one is, um, you know, it, it's a case of that. Um, do you think you're really going to get the value in terms of a clean sheet? Um, probably not. I mean, this doesn't bode well for me giving you stick before saying, oh, we're probably going to beat you and so on. But, you know, we've seen <laughs> you've seen already this season that, that our defence, um, like some previous seasons, isn't the best, um, yeah. you know, so if we were to concede. So are you really getting him for that attacking potential? Um, and he is a, more of a win-back, as you say, Mike. He is more of a... Andy Robertson style compared to a Gomez or, mm. you know, Onza who might not get forward as much. So they're the sort of issues you you face. The only thing I would say is for the price point and for it potentially saving you a move down the line, if that's yeah. why you're doing it, brilliant, fantastic. I think you can bring him in. If you've got four playing defenders there, you know, then you've got a, a choice really to go, okay, well, I can bench this guy, I can rotate him, whatever week it is based on fixtures. So that's yeah. kind of my uh, view on it. Yeah, cool. All right, so let's um, let, let's move forward now. Um, the next most sold player this week is Bakayu Saka. Controversial. So uh, let's just have a look at Bakayu Saka's underlying data before we talk about him. He's been fantastic this season with an ex- um, expected goals per 90 of 0.65, which for a midfielder is fantastic. Expected assists per 90 of 0.24, so he is getting in there. He's very much involved in that build-up play with uh, 2.61 key passes per 90 and also 2.61 shots per 90 as well. So, you know, what's the issue with him? Well, again, he's got one of those uh, little flags on him. Um, my question is... For the people selling them, if you're selling them and he's a doubt for Chelsea, then okay. Like maybe if you need to like field eleven players and at the moment you've only got ten, maybe I I get it, right? But actually, if you're gonna sell him for Chelsea, like you probably want him straight back for Sheffield United, right, boys? Yeah, um, I didn't mean to butt in there, but I'm pretty strong in this case. I just hold on to him. Mm-hmm. If you've got bench cover, you play that extra person off the bench over him because if you didn't get rid of him off a game week eight or nine wild card, 
then you might as well stick with him. He's got a good fixture on ahead. He's capable of genuinely anything. And when Arteta wants to rest him most of the time, aside from, I think it was against Man City, hmm. he would still start him regardless because he knows how important he is into the team. So, hold. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's let's keep it let's keep it moving. Next person, and again another flag. Um, it's Karu Mitama. Uh, expected goals per ninety, zero point three seven. Expected assists per ninety, zero point two eight. Key passes per ninety, one point seven zero. Shots per ninety of two point zero. Now, what I'd say about this underlying data, it doesn't like scream at me like that he's a great FPL asset at the moment. Anyway, I think. The thing that makes Mitama so good is that Brighton do score a lot of goals anyway and that he his minutes are probably the most consistent out of all of the forwards. The issue is that this week he, he clearly does have a bit of a doubt on him. But again, like I'm going to ask the same question because on, on the app it says the reason why he's flagged is because he's fatigued. Now, if he misses out against Man City... Are you that bothered about that anyway? No. Well, no. But look at those fixtures, boys. Reedy, are they or are they not creamy? They're very creamy indeed. Um, To put it politely, you know. So it's it's so tempting to just go to what we know. And last season, Matoma was great. There were so many doubles and we've seen what he can do. It's just that at times you think he doesn't get as many points as maybe he should do because he is so good, that you're like, oh, come on, is there someone else that can pick in Brighton? But in terms of who's nailed, who will get the minutes, who's last to come off the pitch, you know, considering they've got five subs, you know, Matoma's the man. Matoma is the man. Um, yeah. It's just, you know, it, it just makes complete sense. And sorry to say it, but, you know, Everton away doesn't really probably scare most most people, especially, you know, for Brighton as well. They've got Fulham home, Chef United are oh, just... The fixtures are just ridiculous in that four-week period. It's just, yeah. It's yeah, e- even those two there that are grey fixtures, I would say that they're probably green fixtures. Like, even that Chelsea fixture, like, for me, Chelsea have been really leaky and they've been quite inconsistent. Uh, Brentford, away from home, aren't on a side that are great away from home. Mm-hmm. So it's just going to be one of them for me where we just have to see, like... Yeah. Like it's not a question of if he's going to get returns, it's a question of when for me during those fixtures. So, yeah, yeah. I, and not I, only I, not I only that, so. I mean, we've got an international break as well after the twenty fifth after the Forest game. So you know, yeah. come back, coming back to the Chelsea point you made there, Mike. You know, I know yeah. the defense hasn't been as bad as maybe what people would have thought this year. It's not been as good from an attacking point because James and Chilwell have been injured. I yeah. think that that's one of the things. But obviously, mm-hmm. if he comes back and for whatever reason there's a better move to make, you know, for, for that game week, especially there'll know information after international games, injuries, etc. Mm. You know, you might want to get rid of him, but you might he's, he's an easy hold, I would say, because after those two games, there's a few more greens again, and it's yeah, it's it's a lovely one. Yeah, so so far the consensus seems to be that a lot of FPL managers out there are making some big mistakes. So the next question then, who are we buying? Where are we making that cash rain? I'm um, you, I'm loving this segment. I appreciate oh, yeah. the effort you put into this. Yeah. Well, the first Ollie! one is, yeah, it's, it's, it's a player who has been the most transferred in so far 
uh, this game week, and for good reason as well. It's Ollie Watkins, expected goals per 90 so far of 0.51, expected assists per 90 of 0.31, key passes per 90 of 2.06, and shots per 90 of 3.22. Now, what I want to say about these stats before we move on to his fixtures is that these stats were achieved when the fixtures were not very good at all. You know, there was a while ago where Ollie Watkins was one of the most sold players just because his fixtures were, were bad and he's still been putting in some great numbers. Uh, Chaz, you've owned him. Ours have been feeling to own this player in FPL. Now it's really good, but I felt when there was a time prior to him going to Anfield, which was a time period when some managers probably would have sold him due to his tough fixture run. Hmm. He still put on enough numbers, but based on the squad, I had other priorities to sort fires out. Mm-hmm. So he he was an issue, but you'd still put him in if he didn't blank for the next two week game weeks after that. But within that time period, the rest is history. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I think he's definitely leading the assists board of any player, and I think I'm surprised how well he's gone already so far. I. Maybe to an extent he's probably overperformed. Yeah. Well, exactly. But one of the things that I do want to say about him is that I think with a lot of FPL assets, there is like a cutoff point and there is like a, do you miss the boat sometimes? And that moment in which FPL managers can miss the boat for me are when those really favourable fixtures start to dry up and those uh, more difficult fixtures are approaching. So what I want to say is I've put like a a little double exclamation mark there against that Luton fixture. And so if you are a manager, I would say you can either get him in this week or next week. But after that, if you haven't done it by then, I think think you've missed the boat. Yeah, You've missed the boat because soon they're going to be playing against City and Arsenal. They're going to go to Brentford away. Brentford that have been pretty decent at home they've been pretty poor away so you know um it's in in terms of their performances anyway um and so you know what, what i want to say is don't miss the boat uh on ollie Watkins. i think personally i might just have to just bite the bullet and go without him i don't know what you boys are doing really what are you doing as a non-owner well Chaz has got him hasn't he so it's just yeah. me and this one now I think it's similar to Salah. I think people who are waiting for, for game week 10 to get Salah. And this doesn't apply to the wildcarders because I know that more people are going to wildcard in, in 10 mm. um, over game week 9. But if you get in Salah, you get him now. You don't yeah. you want three out of three games, not two out of three. There's a similar situation here with Watkins. Yes, he does play West Ham, which might not be the easiest fixture. However, yes, Villa have been better at home this season than away. Um, mm-hmm. So when you look at it like that, and you look at the next three teams he is playing, Luton, Forest, and Fulham, um, you know, dare I say it, I'm, I'm hoping not, because I won't be getting him. I'm hoping he doesn't end up with another 23-pointer. Um, oh, yeah, and exactly. Chaz is sat at the top la- laughing at us, you know, waving away. So you get him now. You get him now. If if, if, you're, if your funds allow it, if you've got two frees or something, I don't see why not. Yeah, and I think um, Colm has made a fantastic point here. I, I think it's a maybe it's a bit of a stretch, but if he keeps going, this is spot on. He says, 
that he can't get Watkins in because he's already got him. He's had him since game week one and he just ticks on. He reckons he's this season's Kane. Bold statement. Bold statement, yeah. but no, he's no, putting but in the, the numbers for it. So The difference is, he's saying he's this, this, this season's Kane. He's cheaper than what Kane was. He also isn't even on pens now because Douglas Luiz has taken that. But he's still getting these points where his Kane would get he might get a goal and then he'd get like, oh, he'd get the three bonus. So he'd get like an eight or a nine points and things like that. But you would never captain him because you'd have Haaland. Now, mm. this this is even better than that with the Kane. Because as I say, you're saving the money. You're not going to captain him, but he's going to tick or he's going to even do better than that. So yeah, I'm really, I, I am really a bit jealous that I've not actually got him, to be honest. Um, yeah, hard same. He's a great pick. I do have another player instead of him, but we'll talk about him in a bit and I'll need your help for that, really. But... Um, let's talk about this player. Uh, this is the second most bought player this week. It's the FPL king himself. It's Mohamed Salah. Um, let's just go through his underlying stats. And I've got a comment to make on these stats as well, uh, comparatively from previous seasons. So expected goals per 90, 0.72. Expected assists per 90, 0.6. Key passes per 90, 2.17. And shots per 90 of 3.32. Now, the narrative around Mo Salah so far this season is that he's not been as clinical. He's not been as lethal. He's not been as dangerous. He's maybe being seen as a bit more of a creator Mm -hmm. uh, this season. That narrative does not fit the underlying data. The, The underlying data that Mo Salah is putting up in terms of offensive output, is better than previous seasons overall. He's been putting in better numbers than is, like, on average, than the previous four seasons that we've seen from him. And so with Mo Salah's favourable fixture run, this is an absolute no-brainer to, yeah. to bring in Mo Salah, isn't it? And so, yeah... Reedy, as a non-owner, are you scared, or do you have a route to get to him? I don't. I don't have a you know a route to get to him. And, and yes, I am. A, I just think I don't know anyone that's got all three. I just love to be in Chaz's position. And you know, when I wildcarded, obviously it was too early. You know, I did wildcard too early, and I probably Speak for didn't. yourself. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, but I mean, this is the thing. You've got Salah now, right? You've managed to get to him. Now, mm. for me, it's it's a little bit trickier. You know, I can go down the route of selling Son. I can look at getting Watkins instead of, um, you know, Alves, these sort of things. But I mean, if you're going to focus on Salah and you want him over everyone else, the route for me is to probably ignore Watkins um, and I'd have to get rid of Trippier. Um, to be able to get Salah, I think. Even then, it's still a struggle for me, even then. So, you know, because people have got these cheaper keeper, uh, cheaper keepers. <laughs> <laughs> cheaper keepers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cheaper keepers. But, like, basically, that's that's the issue. I mean, if I'm going to get him, it means getting rid of some some of the players. And, unfortunately, I brought in Jody, uh, Jody Morris. Jesus Christ. Taking it back there to the Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. You know, I brought in... Yeah, uh, wow. Carl Morris, um, which is you know one million too much for you know a, you know we should have got Archer maybe in that respect because 
Morris's points I actually left yeah. on the bench. Um, I want him. I do want Salah. I can't lie. You got that double game week fever, mate. I did. Yeah, I got, yeah. I got a bit too carried away. So I can do it, as I say. But for me, if I'm to do it, it's going to be next week, and it's mm. going to be take out Morris, take out Tri- uh, take out Trippier, and take out Son. Um, that that would be that would be the only option, I'm afraid. Amazing. If anyone wanted any more confirmation that getting in Mo Salah was a good idea, look at these fixtures, man. Oh, I'm going to be feasting. I'll say this as an Everton fan. <laughs> Absolutely feast-worthy fixtures. Yeah. But I want to, before we move on in, in, in that respect, game week 11, uh, who, are you, who are you captaining then, Mikey? Harland or Salah? Luton away does feel like a a really favourable fixture, doesn't it? So ahead of Bournemouth at home, City. It that's that's the thing. It is like we'll we'll get to make that decision a little bit further down the line, but it it depends on the form as well. So like you know if if Salah looks like he's absolutely on fire and his underlying data starts matching his output from previous seasons, even though his underlying data is better than previous seasons at the moment, then I think I think you'd be very brave to go against them, even with Man City playing Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. Controversial, yeah. but, you know, there you go. Yeah. Cool. And then the uh, third most bought player is, is a weird one. It's James Madison. Uh, yeah. So far this season, he's been putting in some really decent numbers as well. Expected goals per 90 of 0.26. Expected assists per 90. 0.43. He's so, so, so involved in the build-up with 3.26 key passes per 90, and he is definitely not afraid of having a pop with uh, 2.87 uh, shots per 90. Now, the reason why James Madison, I think, might be being brought in is possibly because there's a lot more wildcarders this week or something like that. Um, or the thing is, as well, like, his fixtures... If we go all the way down to like game week thirty four or <laughs> game week thirty two or something, is like he just looks like one of those players that you could really justify keeping for an entire season, because Tottenham have the luxury of playing all of their bad fixtures at the end <laughs> of, of of the season. So, yeah, any any little thoughts on James Madison yeah. as a pick? Um, it's not Madison, so I'll get to on captains later, but. He still hasn't returned at home all season. In mm. addition, if one of his Spurs midfielders go out of form and you want to go to an Arsenal asset, who would you prioritise getting rid of between Son and Madison? That's a good good question. It, it depends on how much money you got on the bank. Like, yeah, I, I I, I, Ideally, I think you do keep Son okay. but, and I'd go down Madison. to Saka. But if you've got the funds, then I'd go Madison to Saka instead. I think I think as well, like what people always seem to forget is oh, it's Son and people brought him in for these fixtures against Sheffield United, Luton. He's he's low you know, his ownership is lower than Madison's, you know, mm. albeit not by much, but Madison's thirty eight and Son's thirty four percent. So, you know the diff like I'm surprised how Madison's gone up by 0.6 this season. Um mm. Considering the, the, the things that you know we're mentioning about him and Chaz is saying he's not returned at home and so on, um, 
can we go without him at some point? I don't know. I think the key thing is Son's only getting, you know, 70-odd minutes. And for 9.5 you know, or whatever he is now, do you really want someone like that in your team? Whereas Madison, you know, he's getting 80s, closer to 80 minutes, you know, sometimes 90s and things like that. So although he's not delivered on the scale that maybe he should do, he's still probably a, a keep just ahead of Son, I think. Mm. Just. Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to keep both Madison and Son, though. Mm. Like, I, I know it, it might not sound like the best idea, but... Well, if, if you had to sacrifice one, you would say it'd be Madison then. Yeah, exactly. probably, but I, I don't think I want to. I think if if you don't get an Arsenal asset in for game week ten, you could probably still wait until game week fourteen, and that's when uh, Arsenal's fixtures turn, and it's also when uh, Spurs play against Man City. So that game week fourteen seems to be a bit more of a natural move to an Arsenal attacker at that point in time for me, anyway. But I don't know. But anyway, uh, that that's all for the FBL Addicts Marketplace. Uh, that was good. I liked so it. Far, um, but let us know in the comments as well who you're buying and who you're selling, what moves are you making. And uh, let us know if you think some of the FPL managers of the world are making a mistake in who they're selling and who they're buying as well. But before we move on to the next part of the show, let's uh, catch up on the comments. Yeah, Colm saying uh, Matoma and Saka are the same. If you haven't sold them, you should definitely just keep them. I, I think the FPL Addicts podcast panellists are definitely in agreement there. Um, Gary saying the Egyptian king is essential. Um, we'll have a little bit of a captain's corner later from Chazza, but he says this week's captain must be Mo. Hmm. Hmm, interesting. It's a, that, that word must is a bit of a bold statement, but we'll explore that a bit more later. And then um, John, uh, David makes a couple of points about the spares assets. He says, I might go for Son to balance my defence too with that move and not convincing with not guaranteed 90 minutes. Yeah, he has been carrying a couple of knocks, but uh, I do think that spares have been doing quite well managing them off the pitch as well, so... And then uh, he also says, uh, Maddie seems to be consistent and set pieces are definitely uh, something that's in his favour as well. So, yeah, some, some great comments there from the listeners. And, uh, yeah, keep keep them coming in. Um, so let's talk about the next thing on our agenda. Is it the time to get ahead of the curve now with uh, Arsenal assets, Brighton assets, West Ham assets? Um, obviously, those fixtures are fixtures that are going to turn. Um, at the moment, and, and what assets from those teams are we recommending, if any at all? Oh, it, the okay. Saka ones, the standout one realistically is, is the Saka one. Is he mm -hmm. back? Is he fit? If you've got him, oh, okay, do you get rid of him? But then again, he plays Sheffield United next week, so if he's, is he, you know, he's fit for that, ideally you want him because his ownership is still going to be probably pretty high. Martinelli is an interesting one. I think, you know, you know, if you want to, basically, people are going to potentially double up on Arsenal for next week's fixture um, against Sheffield United, and I don't see that being a problem. But that's it, really. I mean, can you afford to go to an Odegaard? If you can, it's only going to be Bruno, Rashford, or uh, Son. You know, realistically, if you're going to make that move and things, because 
you know, United have a great fixture this week. You don't really want to sell them. Spurs have a great fixture this week. You don't really want to get rid of them either. It's a really hard one with the, with the Arsenal. Um, yeah, and and it's it's one of those. So I'll just give you some numbers for um, for Martinelli so far this season. His expected goals per ninety are zero point seven one. Zero point one seven. Sorry, not zero point seven one. No, zero point one seven. Right. And his expected assists per ninety are zero point zero five. As well. And like that, those are some tragic, tragic numbers for from an attacker, aren't they? Really. And yeah. then if if I compare them as well, so I'll get me stats up as well for um, Martin Erdegaard. His stats are a little bit better, but they're not great either. Which are 0.3 expected goals per ninety and 0.16 expected assists per ninety. Like these aren't numbers that say to me, I definitely want one of those players. Whereas Bakayu Saka, his numbers are certainly a lot more impressive. So I, yeah. I don't know. I don't really know what to say. I I really do believe, and and uh, you know, I'm not just saying this. I think pre-season I was like this as well and and it's someone I didn't get in and that's Martin Odegaard you look what he did last season you okay there Chelsea yeah, you yeah. what he did last season on Odegaard and people's concerns this year were like oh okay Havertz has come in Rice has come in now they expect Odegaard yeah. to maybe not be as advanced and so on you know he doesn't seem to pick up many knocks or injuries from what we know over the last two seasons you know and I know it's not a big sample to take but you know He's still getting in those positions. He's still assisting. You know, he's not the assist to the assister. He's still getting mm. goals. He's still getting those points up there. So, you know, for me, if there's ever a doubt, really, and I think if you're going to go for someone out of that team, for me, the obvious move, if you've got the luxury of making the transfer, is Odegaard, plain and simple. And, I mean, I think he's capable of doing something against Chelsea this weekend. Great fixture next week. If you want to go early, as you were saying there, Mikey, that you could probably hold till 14. But if you do want to go now... It's more an Odegaard for me. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, I, I don't completely disagree, but I do think that there are some other options that we could consider as well. Um, King, King Arian, uh, four, five, six. Uh, he says, like, Madison or Bowen um, as a as an option there as well. well I, I, do, I do like Bowen. It's a bit Bowen's of a segue, a great... that, isn't it? Going on to the West Ham thingies. We could well, yeah, exactly. Boston. Yeah, go on. West Ham. Um... Take it away, mate. Well, well, I, I say take it away. I mean, we could give this one to Chaz, I suppose. Is, haven't you got? Have you brought him in on your wild card, Chaz, or did you not? Chaz is a proud Bowen owner. I think. Bowen, I did. Uh, Sufal, I made three changes fifteen minutes before the deadline, only due to squad structure yeah, balance yeah. purposes. So I didn't actually bring in Vladimir Sufal at the end. Ah, so you went with Bowen. He was the only West Ham player that you ended up getting in, uh, apart from Ariola. Sorry. Yeah, in terms of outfield players, but Bowen. So yeah, what do you think, Chaz? I mean, you've brought him in on, on Game Week Eight Wildcard. What what's your thoughts on on West Ham going forward? I think I have a really good fixture on, and Aston Villa away does suit them. And mm. in addition, I think Bowen was relatively unlucky not to get a return at home to Newcastle. Mm. Probably the best way to put it. Mm. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree. I think he's having a decent enough season. West Ham. Um, 
you know, had a great start to the season as well. Albeit, you know, they played Newcastle in the last game. He didn't have a return in that, obviously. You know, he's returned against Sheffield United, Liverpool, um, Brighton even as well. I think he's a great shout. And the, the next fixtures for them now, Villa, Everton, Brentford, Forest and Burnley. You know, he's capable of doing something in all those games. Um, so, yeah, I think he's a, he's a decent pick. Would you go with anyone else, boys, from West Ham? Uh, I think Soufal's a, a good option, for sure. Uh, Ariola's a great option as well. But yeah. other than that, um, I, I think... is it, what, What's going on with James Ward-Prowse at the moment? Is he... Is he's he, probably, fit, he's is he fit and available? He's probably fuming because he didn't get in the England squad, isn't he? <laughs> I think... Here's a rogue one. Here's a rogue one. Su- Susek. Suchek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Su- Su- Suchek. Yeah. yeah. Um, His positioning, he's basically playing centre forward at the moment. Do you remember the other season when he was really cheap and people went for him and he was getting returns? And he got like 10 goals or something like that, yeah. Yeah. And doing really well and he ticked over for people. Mm. He's a great asset, I'm sure, for, for managers and like, you know, a surprising asset. He's got a return against Sheffield United and Newcastle United in his last two. I just don't know. Would would you go for Sufar? Uh, sorry, Sufar Suche, or would you go for War Prowse? You're probably leaning towards War Prowse just because I of his. Say, yeah. You know, I know. I don't think he's taking the penalties. He might. It's Bowen, I think. Mm. You probably lean towards War Prowse, but Suchek at four nine. You know, is it a bit of a John McGinn pick? <laughs> Dare I say it? Yeah, is it? that's the thing. Like, it depends on the West Ham system. Yeah, doesn't it? Because. Yeah. Like at the moment, he it looks like he's playing like a centre forward, but we know that like in a game we it, it's kind of like um the Gundogan dilemma yeah. from from was it last season now <laughs> I don't know I'm yeah. I'm still twitching from last season, but like <laughs> you know what like there were a few weeks where Gundogan looked absolutely essential he was like a fox in the box getting loads of returns and then like three weeks later he was playing defensive mid again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a really difficult, difficult shout. I mean, Warhouse is six three, so you are saving the cash. Um, but then again, I really don't know. It's like going for Cole Palmer, and people benefited from going for him last week. Fair play to them. He's playing an attacking front three, though. You know, there's a bit of a difference. Yeah, there. there's a and massive difference. Yeah, yeah. Penalties. So, all right, he might be higher up the pitch, but do you really expect much? And are you going to be starting him as well? You know, it's it's hard to exactly. kind of justify it. Yeah. it really, I mean, every fibre in my body wants to say, "Yeah, fantastic, go for it." He, you know, he's returned the last two fixtures. He's higher than Ward Prowse. Everything points towards that, and he's, you know, his XG um, XG is up there. So, hmm. I'm just just about going to say no on this one. We probably spent a bit too long on this one, but it's a really it, yeah, it's a, it, it is a tight debate, isn't it? It is. So yeah, uh, yeah. before we move on to our next. Uh, Point. Let's just catch up with um, a couple of the dilemmas that were being sent in in the chat. Uh, we've got John David. He says he's got Son and Madison. And he's thinking of changing Son this week to have Cash and Erdegaard. His defence right now is Lascelles, Zinchenko, Trippier, Van Heck, and Aldakil as well. Uh, so, what are your thoughts? Or should he just roll the transfer? Roll the transfer, if I'm being it, honest. It, it looks like an easy roll for me that to be honest doesn't it I, I think don't don't 
you know, it's not broken. Don't fix it at the moment. Yeah. If Son and Madison are two great picks. Yeah, that 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 switch up that he's that you're talking about as well, John. Son and Madison who have a fixture at home to Fulham, a Cash who's playing West Ham and Odegaard who's playing Chelsea. I know he's bigging up Odegaard there, but yeah, it feels so so easy to just keep the first two just for this week at least, and then maybe look at an Arsenal asset like Odegaard next week. Uh, and yeah. you know, if you want to, if you want to go with Cash from next week, um, Villa are playing uh, Luton at home, so you could make that move next week. Yeah, quite easily. And, and I think uh, one of the most uh, useful questions that I found asking myself as an FPL manager is sometimes we think about selling players, and and but then I ask myself, well, what would I do if I was on a free hit? This week, and if I was on a free hit, I would have Sona Madison, no doubt, this week playing at home to Fulham. Uh, I think it's one of them, and it's also a question like for those who've still got Man United assets, you know, Bruno and Rashford. If I was on a free hit, I'd have one of them this week, I'd, I'd possibly have both, <laughs> you know, and and so it's it's one of those to, to say, like, you know, don't get rid of a player if you think that. They, they could be one of the most ideal picks uh, this week. Um, Gary says he's rolling the transfer, so he's got two for the upcoming Arsenal fixture swing. Um, that's great. And then uh, Thomas here, he, he says, uh, afternoon, chaps. Good afternoon, Thomas. And then uh, John as well responding to us. He says, thanks, guys. Just all the random fantasy content is making you want to do a change. You'll do it next week. Yeah, sometimes patience is the key isn't it boys well speaking of patience i've got a hold dilemma uh this week hold or sell and it's darwin nunez really what shall i do mate oh well you've got a tricky tricky sort of situation um on your hands really i mean let's let me let me have a look at your team and see where we're at with that in that respect so yeah um, i'll i'll get it up on the screen let's uh let's get those going well, first and foremost, he's played for Uruguay against Brazil, in which he got a goal and assist um, mm-hmm. on Wednesday early morning. Um, he did. There was rumours he got a bit of a knock or injury, but apparently it was just cramp. Um, however, in terms of the training session with Liverpool, uh, he won't have trained yet because of the flight back. Same with Luis Diaz. Uh, oh, I, I thought not... Darwin Nunes trained. Did he not no, train? What... I don't think so. Not that I know of. As far as I'm aware, Gakpo is back, though. Uh, and also, Diego Jota didn't really play many minutes for Portugal. Uh, so, that realistically is, is the first thing that... Uh, and, and Chaz has fell asleep, yeah. I think... Uh... Okay, so... Uh, so, according... I mean, Chaz has took... The... Chaz is nodding off there. Yeah. <laughs> I am sorry. I shouldn't have, but... No, no it's, it's all good. good, mate. It's all good. I, so I'm according, just need to get to bed. Go on, Mike. Yeah. yeah, according to FPL Mate, uh, who's been on our show before, he says Darwin Nunes is back and training for yeah. uh, Liverpool after suffering cramp in the international break. No in con- there's no no injury concerns, and he's increasingly confident of a start mm. on Saturday. And he's posted the picture there. Um, FPL Joe. Uh, he said Nunez is in training with the rest of the team and looks fine to him. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, interesting. But also, uh, as you say, Reedy, so so you are you are half right as well uh, in that Cody Gakpo 
is back in training as well after his injury against Spurs. Mm-hmm. So here's my team. I've got four players flagged at the moment. Flecken apparently was out to illness uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got Darwin, but let, let's talk about um, Darwin. What what would you do, really, if you were me in this situation? Should I keep Darwin or should I should I move him on? Yeah, um, well, the, I think with the with the whole Darwin thing, and he wasn't back in training. When I did see the training video um, of the team, I didn't see him in there. But obviously, since you mentioned, there's a few people who've said he is back in training. So right, apologies about that one. No, um, but looking at your team, I think. Uh, before we get to Darwin, Flecken, you play him. Apparently, he didn't need the operation, or it wasn't something that was as serious as what they thought. Um, so basically, you play him, and if he doesn't, if he doesn't start or doesn't get any minutes or whatever, um, then you get Aviola anyway. Um, so yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna remove Chazza. He's, yeah, just... he's literally nodded off. Let him go to sleep. I mean, <laughs> so, so yeah. Okay. So that's good, a... good night, Chazza. <laughs> good night. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that... <laughs> oh, so, that's my opinion on that one. Um, you've also then so got... it is a cheeky option though. Speaking yeah, of my yeah. goalkeeper, yeah, I do yeah. have zero point three in the bank. Yeah, I can afford Raya. No, you don't. No, you don't, you don't make a goalkeeper move this week. You don't make a goalkeeper move. Basically, you don't waste. Don't waste it. Uh, don't waste it, uh, Mikey, on that one. I think Arioli's fine as well. I know they play Villa, you know, but save points. Uh, yeah, you know, you, you're probably going to be trying too hard with that one to okay. make a goalkeeper move. It's it, probably it overthinking like, it. Yeah, yeah, it feels like a more one of those luxury moves. So I think Flecken, you start him. You get Arioli. You're not in no worse of a position than a lot of other managers anyway, because not mm-hmm. people aren't going to play. Um, people aren't going to play. Oh, actually, Turner. People are going to. You'll, you'll probably have Turner against you because they play Luton at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Otman, obviously, we don't know. Could be back. Stephen Anzaho. Uh, yeah. So he, just quickly he, on Botman, um, yeah. Eddie Howe, he says uh, Sven is improving, and the two weeks have been good for him. So potentially, um, you know, we could be looking to see him. Um, Botman being back, um, mm. so he, he's for, for me, he's, he's definitely a hold at the moment. Yeah, he, he could be hold. back on our teams ideally. Surely. If he was fit, if you knew he was 100% fit, you'd start the double, you go with the double Newcastle defense, wouldn't you? Um, well, I, so, I'm not sure, I'm not, I'm not sure who I'd bench there to be honest. I think, I think the way you've got the team set up is, is fine. <laughs> he's back. Um. No, so I'm back. Um, can I just present my team quickly? Then do captains and then go to bed. Is that all right? <laughs> Why not? Why not, mate? Should, should we? You want to do the captains now? Do you, Chaza? No, no. Actually, well, here you are. So this is my team. No transfers whatsoever. Harlan skip heading into this week, and I'll explain why during the captain corner segment. Salah vice captain. Bit of Muhammad Gandhi about it. But I also know defensively Everton are slightly better as opposed to Brighton. But heading into another week, doesn't seem to be an issue. Roll in the transfer. Cool. So that's there all. you go, Chazza. That's that's your team. And awesome. who who were some of the better um transfer not transfer, captain picks for yourself then? Do you want me to start the segment now or just giving a 
Yeah, go on, do, go do it, because then, then, oh. then you can go to sleep, mate. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, what is it? Yeah, it's nearly midnight, so um, I just want to go solo layout if I can. Am I able to or not? No? Okay. Oh. Um, Beautiful, cool. There you go. Thank you. All right. So, captaincy, selection, heading into... Game week nine, it is dominated, unsurprisingly, by Norwegian, who's at home to Brighton. Three o'clock start on a Saturday. He scored a brace against Brighton at home nearly a year ago to the day, along with an assist he was he accumulated away at the Amex in May. Right now, he's on a drought of back-to-back blanks for the first time since January this year. He scored 26 points from his last Two home league outings, which consists of four goals and an assist. And Brighton have not had a clean sheet all season. Along with three other teams who've achieved the exact same statistic. And the last time Brighton were away at home, they considered six against Aston Villa. And I'm sorry, Tom Bugler. I don't have a sign at the moment. I've got to get through the picks quick and fast. Mo Salah, your second one. At home to Everton, he's accumulated 35 fantasy points in his... Last four Merseyside derbies, scoring three, along with assisting one. Three double-digit hauls in the last four game weeks. And since December 2018, he has delivered returns in every game. The Reds have managed to score in against their Merseyside rivals. Ollie Watkins, four goals, seven assists to start off his season. Who would have forecasted that? And he's joint. Top in the player standings, equal to Liverpool's Mohamed Salah. West Ham have conceded 51 shots in the box this season, which is the second most of any side. And dating back to February 2021, Watkins has scored three of Aston Villa's four goals scored against West Ham in their five league outings since that month and year, which equals to 75% goal involvement. Ollie Watkins as well has had 15 shots in the box and seven shots on target, which is the top amongst all fantasy players. And another one, just a little quick one, Son slash Madison. And if I'm being honest, I have not cemented a massive case onto him. But if you want to go full on differential and wait until Monday night for your anxiety rolls, by all means, go for it. Both of these Spurs assets are at home to Fulham. Son scored in Tottenham's last home game. Madison hasn't returned at home so far, but this is a great chance for him to break his duck. Nonetheless, Fulham have conceded seven goals away from home this already this season, which is within the bottom six of all sides in the competition. That's all for Captaincy Corner. Unfortunately, no, Son. I'm so sorry to those who are singstar enthusiasts, but I promise to have one next week. That's if I'm around. Beautiful. There you well, go. I've got a song for you. Rockabye baby on the treetop. <laughs> I'm going to bow out. Mate, Honestly, thanks guys, as always. The fact that you fell asleep during a stream is one of the most legendary moments in no, FPL Addicts history. So, <laughs> Yeah, you smashed it, mate. It's all good. All right, well, we'll catch you soon, Chazza. Um, have a nice Thank sleep. You. <laughs> See you, you later, mate. Chazza, mate. <laughs> oh, God. There's only one person in Charlie Robinson. The thing is, like, sometimes he makes the show, sometimes he breaks it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> you enough. never know which Chazza you're gonna get. Exactly, it's possible. We love the man. He's he's a legend. Mm. So is yeah. that a built-in hair pillow? <laughs> it's his mullet. No wonder he's going to sleep all the time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Ah, oh, well, there we go. Captains, captains, captains. I suppose you know. Oh, interesting uh, point here from Thomas. He says the Forest game is a pitch inspection tomorrow. And the Forest Fans Forum think the game will be off. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. so very very interesting there. So so that's definitely one to look at. Um, Matt Turner know. owners, really. Yeah, oh, yeah. Not really many of the Forest uh, FPL assets, I don't think, for other people. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Gary with napping corner. <laughs> Never mind Captain's corner. Oh, yeah. God. Okay, so now the Raya transfer might actually be on. No, it won't, Mike. He says, he says Flecken, uh, Thomas says Flecken is out for a month for appendicitis, according to local media. Mm. Interesting. Interesting point here. Mm. So, yeah. I, I think, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I see many, many people on Raya. He's cheap enough. Arsenal defence. Raya, yeah. though, so you, you don't see yourself at any point in the season getting three Arsenal as an outfield players? No. Well, so let, let's just think about it logically. So you'll want a defender, won't you? Hmm. So you'll have possibly a Gabriel or a Zinchenko, right? If you're feeling really flush, you can have a white, right? Hmm. But you won't have two of them at any point, really, like, let's be honest, mm-hmm. because you most players have got um, a Dogie, Cash, and a Newcastle defender as well, and possibly a Stupinan for when he's better. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've already got those four slots taken up completely. Um, when Man City's fixtures get better, Kyle Walker looks like a very consistent pick, to be honest, as well. So, you know, you, those defender slots are quite choice. Um the midfield slots again are quite choice, and as discussed before, and I know that you like Erdegaard, I'm I'm not that much of a fan, but I can see why you would. But mm-hmm. I think you would only go for Erdegaard, in my opinion, in the event that Saka is completely unavailable and out for a long time, for example. Yeah. So you don't go for him over Saka. So so you'd have a defender, and then you'd have Saka. Yeah. Do you go for a second Arsenal midfielder? Well, no, not really, in my opinion. Not when the midfield slots are quite precious mm. at the moment. Now, do you go for Enketia or Gabriel Jesus? No, <laughs> I, I don't think e- either of their minutes is uh, as consistent as we would like them to be. So I think there is a slot to have an Arsenal goalkeeper. And, and if you wanted the triple up, then Raya could be the way to go. Yeah, so you don't think Jesus comes into calculations at any point, no? I, th- I think with his injury record, as so- as we've seen so far this season, it's it's not really something to to spend too much time, you know, thinking about. Mm, yeah. So, I mean, you've got the exact money to make that move. Uh, you'll leave your note in the bank, right? Mm-hmm. In that respect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It took. I mean, how many frees have you got this week? Just the one. Um, 
So how many transfers did you make last week? Um, Three, right? Minus four? Yeah, I t- took a minus four last week. Um, yeah, so... But that was because um, I had loads of injuries. Yeah. So basically, you're going to use your one free this week. Mm-hmm. You're going to come to game week 10. Yeah. And you're only going to have one move to make, and you think your team's set and good enough for 10. Well, for game week 10, um, the, the, the problem with game week 10 is that um no no the 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 good thing about game week 10 is that i'll have bottom and potentially also a stupid man returning mm. at that time but like definitely bottom by that point as well yeah but so, bear in mind in game week oh no sorry so it's game week 10 they, they play wolves in 10 uh, they don't play arsenal till 11. so you go with you go with um a double a double uh newcastle defense and potentially a stupid man over a dogie, basically. Um, possibly, yeah. In, in that, possibly, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of your midfield, it probably picks itself again. So you probably just go with Salah, Son, Madison, mm-hmm. uh, Wolves, play Newcastle. So whether you'd, yeah. bench, you'd bench Neto, I don't know, because obviously you're the double Newcastle defence. You want to clean in that, in that yeah, game, you do. don't you? Uh, so, you, so I'm guessing you'd probably go with a dogie at the back. So you'd end up potentially going with a uh, what would it be? Would it it'd still be still be th- three four three or would it be a four four three three even four three three? Yeah, yeah. Double Spurs, Liverpool, and then two City and a Liverpool up top. So four three three for game week ten. Do you it's need like, to make this move, or do, would you prefer to save it? I mean, I prefer to save it, but like looking at you know, I'm looking at some of the uh, reports. Hmm. Yeah, um, Flecken. Um, does look like he's he's down and and so you know th- there might be some people listening along. They might have Turner and Flecken. Mm-hmm. At, at which point, I would say, at which point you make a goalkeeper transfer? Yeah, of course. If if you know, Tuesday, if we find out tomorrow before the deadline, the game is definitely going to be off and. You know, we'll, I'm sure we'll know that with it within enough time. Um, then, yeah, you do make that transfer, but you've got a perfectly good playing goalkeeper there in Ariola. Uh, yeah. And it just feels like that you're trying to chase points. You know, you're going to go to Raya. Is he going to haul? Who knows? It's Chelsea. They could quite ha- you know quite easily score or whatever. So uh, yeah, po- possibly just... the the right move here is is possibly to 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 roll. So, yeah, I don't yeah. think you get. I don't think you're gaining much if you're looking at the up. You know, the upside in that respect is you're not really gaining much from this transfer, and you're also then not going to have. I mean, I don't know why I'm trying to help you. To be honest, by it be my, guess. <laughs> you know, you, you yeah. know, yeah, you're not wrong. having two transfers for next week hmm. is certainly more appealing uh, with the games that we've got, and also with the. Don't forget, and <laughs> yet again, another piece of help is we've got European football this week coming up. So we've got how many teams in the Premier League? Villa, Brighton, United, you know, Arsenal. Mm. So many teams in Europe this season. Yeah, There's always yeah. going to be injuries. There's always going to be injuries. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, so I think at the moment the plan is to roll the transfer. 
Um, obviously going to be a little bit frightened of players like Saka in game week 10, but I, I think my current plan is to go for Saka potentially in like a game week 14 when I feel like Arsenal's fixtures are really, really good. Mm. So, yeah, not too sure. So you go, go, go without him, go for the role, that, that seems to be the one. Mm. Another topic I think we should, uh, should discuss, obviously after the whole Liverpool thing and the whole goalkeeper mm. transfer situation, based on the news with injury updates we've had, is Haaland is the most uh, is is the fifth most sold player this week. Yeah, he is. What's your thoughts on that one? I th- I think people look at the fixture difficulty ratings mm. and just go ah like and and a lot of managers are like me, and they you know look at the fixtures and then and then think about what players to get in. Yeah. But like there are certain players who are just fixture proof. But also what the fixture difficulty rating doesn't take into account is whether it's a good fixture for attackers or for defenders as well. So it like the only thing it takes into account is how likely they are to win that game or how easily that that team will beat the other team. It doesn't take mm. into account the fact that there are like this game is different in that we have individual assets who will perform against the team and will get points irrespective of whether yeah. or not their team win or lose. So, like, the thing is, like, in this game, mm. Brighton very well could win 4-3. <laughs> you know, it could happen because both teams will absolutely go for it and they'll play some really attacking football. It will be a high-scoring game. But but does that mean we should sell Erlen Haaland or Julian Alvarez? Nope. Mm. <laughs> you know, for for me, they are they are absolutely prime to to be uh, getting some good scores this week. Yeah, Even though yeah. Brighton is a difficult fixture to win. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I completely. You know, I see where you're coming from, and you know the problem with Brighton is as good as we say they are attacking wise, um, they aren't great at times for for defending. And we look at what you. Your team, Everton, did last season just absolutely tore them apart. That game was, it was insane. It was ridiculous the amount of space yeah. that left. And you know, all right, we can say it was. I might be wrong on this one. Was it towards the end of the season, maybe? Um, you know, but now Brighton have Europe this this year to contend with, and, and we know how yeah. difficult difficult it can be for teams, you know, in Europe and so on. Um, I just think Haaland is much better at home. Um. You know, so it's 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 one of those city have come back. Is it two losses now? Mm-hmm. He's lost for Norway on the internationals. Maybe didn't yeah. You just expecting with you know Brighton being so susceptible to leave space behind that Haaland is going to get get something. Yeah, and also something to take into consideration is that um, uh, Rodri is back, back. as yeah. well. Um, who, who else is back for Man City? Is John Stones back as well? Uh, back this potentially. Week. Uh, Rodri's back, and there's no other fresh injury worries. Uh, mm. for uh, John Stones built up his match fitness, has built up his ma- match fitness. Uh, with two run out, he's played for England, hasn't he? Uh, yeah. so yeah, you would imagine, you imagine that's him back effectively. Um, so yeah, I mean, an interesting look, pick. They're forward. looking much stronger, they are looking much stronger. Mm. Rodri's the key, obviously, he's the glue almost. But you know he's been getting the goals this season, so with him back, you'd expect normal service to be resumed for City, right? 
Oh. Ch- Chaz has got a guest. <laughs> He's got a little cat. <laughs> Why are you so I mean, these. Re- I hope you're not like this in the real world, Rev, you know, with all oh, these, mate. It's, these people. It's one of them. If they really do. If they truly knew that you were just a wind-up merchant, eh? <laughs> Mate, my congregation know that I'm a wind-up merchant, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, um, so Colin, yeah, that's, that's that really. Colin, he makes a great point in that, like, you know, if you're, if the reason why you have premium players is to captain them, then mm. you might just think that over the next, you know, seven or eight game weeks, that Salah's just a better captaincy option. So, yeah. you know. Def, definitely great point there. Um, so they might be selling Salah to, well, selling Holland to get Salah. And um, mm. we've got another question here, mate. Uh, this is a, a Liverpool-related question, so we'll send it to you. Would you take a minus four for the Robertson replacement if you um, if he will play in your team for the next three? Oh, Robertson for the Robertson replacement if he will play in your team the next three. Um, is this so? We are they basically talking about Simicast then? Would you take one for the Robertson? Well, it, it's a Robertson replacement, so it could, oh, be, it could be any, right? For, it could be a Trippier, it could be a um, it could be a, a Pedro Porro, you know, it, it could be the, the likes of those types of players. Yeah. If you need that player because your defense is, is, is pretty much just you know, um. I don't know best way to put it. Your defense is awful, like whatever. Mm. Yeah, no. If you need to make that move, then yeah, why not? But if you know, if you can play with the players you've got, then I probably yeah. I probably wouldn't take the minus four. You really, I've got to look at clean sheets this season, and not many teams are keeping them. Um, yeah. it's, it's very rare, and you want to potentially get someone who's attacking. So, um, mm-hmm. I I would potentially stay clear of that one for now, uh, Thomas. I would say yes, but only in the event that it brings you from 10 to 11 playing players. If you've got someone yeah. else that you can play, do it. But, you know, if not, then then just play someone off your bench. Yeah, yeah for sure. Exactly. So there you go. Um, all right, so let's move on to um, our next bit in, in terms of... Um, Moving forward, Reedy, are you making any transfers this week? Um, no, I'm not actually. You're just gonna roll. I'm gonna roll, and you know, after a two-week international break, when we all want a bit of, you know, bit of something, just after waiting for so long, and we're thinking, yes, it's back, football's back, let's make a move, and then, uh, and yeah, you just sat here going, okay, let's just roll. Let's not get carried away. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think if those fixtures in game week 10 may, maybe weren't as good, we'd be going, okay, what's something where we can maybe take a punt this week? Um, but I think for me, the current setup, I'll just I'll show you that now quickly. Yeah, uh, my sure. current setup is 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 this. Um, this is how I'm looking for game week 9. Um, I think the team pretty much uh, picks, its, picks itself. Um, yeah, even in Bermo so. against their Burnley is is a decent pick there. So yeah, even yeah. though don't get me wrong, I'd love to make a move. I'd love to be able to go right take Saka out. Doesn't make sense because he plays Sheffield next week. If he all mm. if all is good and well and he's back and so on, um, and taking out Mbumo when he's got Burnley. Even though I can't wait to 
to, to yeet him out my team next week. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I, I think I can already see your two free transfers next week. Go on. Oh, go on then. Interesting. Will be um, Bermo to Mitama and Morris Who? to Mitama. Who's... Mate, if you say Matoma, I bet you say Jalapino as well, don't you? No, I say Jalapino, actually. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the correct pronunciation is uh, Mitama. Yeah, yeah. You're you're like Hermione, like, aren't you? Like Leviosa, Mitoma. <laughs> yeah. Mitoma all day. Come on, man. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. No, so, it's, it's not Matoma. It's no, not Matoma. L- listen, because it, it's a combo. Yeah. Is um, Embermo to Mitoma and Morris to Ferguson? Nope. Potentially. Probably going to be this. Um, it's probably going to be Morris out. Um, I'll probably have to make this move, basically make up for, for my mistake. My wild card is what I'm saying. Get the get the million back. Um, it gives me 7.7. And then the fixture for game week 10 that I'm thinking... Could you, you want Bowen, don't you? Well, no. It could be, yeah. Well, I can afford Bowen. I can afford um, Martinelli as well, I think. Uh, but why do you want Martinelli? Like you're just total vibes FC, aren't you? No, like, no. <laughs> his data is disgustingly bad. Yeah. Do you know who I really want this week? You know, tell really me good? who you want. What you, you know really, want? really want? Really want? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go on. I really want Diego Jota this week. I really want him. Um, Ooh. But I know that the role is, it's just, it's there for next week. You know. Yeah, yeah. And I make that move, Jota gets nothing, and I go, oh, for God's sake, what have I done? But I just feel like with Dar- with Darwin Nunes and Diaz having this international game and only having the time to travel back, I really feel like it's it's pretty much going to be Gakpo and Jota. Yeah. Playing. How much have you got in the bank? I currently have nothing. <laughs> you got nothing. Nothing. Um, right, fair enough. So, yeah, so Mbumo's out next week. I'm going to keep Sobersly as, as much as people would say you'd rather have a, a Diaz or a, I don't know, a, a Jota. I'm going to keep him because the fixtures are still good and this could be the time that the whole under-the-radar comes to, to, to fruition. I'm hoping it does anyway. And, yeah, Bowen's not a bad idea. The, the problem you've got is in a situation where you have Haaland, you have Madison, you have Son, is getting to Salah. And any move I make whereby, say I, I make two free transfers and I take out, you know, I take out these two and I end up with 7.7 after bringing in Archer. I've got to get to Salah somehow at some point, potentially. I feel like... And, 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 I, and I can't really do it without making a, not a mess, but without taking out a Son, a Trippier, a, you know, this sort yeah. of thing. So if I bring in a Jota... You know, it's the same situation. I take out Saka. Say I do this this week. Let's have a little Mikey. Yeah, cue the minus eight at ten fifty nine a.m. So it's gone. <laughs> no chance. No chance. Not this Mate, week. This week. I, I think it's a total eye test versus data thing, but mm. I am looking at uh, Sabozla's underlying data here. So some stats for you. Yeah. Expect the goals per ninety of zero point zero six. Hmm. Expected assist per 90 of 0.23. Mm. It's not 
it, the underlying data isn't great, mate. It's not great. I mean, I, I think he, he's one of those players that is so good to watch, hmm. and he he puts himself everywhere. But like, when it comes to like actually making and creating those chances, like, is he going to be the one to be there? The data suggests I, he isn't. Yeah, if I had the money, so if I had Archer and I basically had one million in the bank this week, without a shadow of a doubt, I probably would go uh, uh, slide to Jota um, because mm. you know I'd have the money, I'd have the 0.3 then left in the bank and I would make that move. But the fact that I have got him and the fact that Saka plays Sheffield United next week, yeah, I'm kind of going, okay, if Saka's out the squad or if he's yeah. on the bench... I get Morris, Carlton Morris against Forrest, and yeah, all right, Luton aren't the greatest, but then again, Carlton Morris has, has looked actually okay. So yeah. the Sobersly on the wild card for me was a mistake. Um, mm. I have been unlucky against Brighton, though, um, with with what I could have got with the return. And you never know, this week you might get the return that I, that I want with Everton. Um and then it makes it even harder to take him out. But he is effectively, Mikey, in a nutshell. Yeah. This guy and this guy are the cash cows. Yeah. They are the cash cows because basically, you know, I go from Sobersly and I go down to a, I don't know, I can go down to a, you know, a cheap midfielder. Well, look, look at Brighton's fixtures from game week 10. Well, you know, I can go to a Matoma, save money. Yeah. And then and basically... Then... You got like what five point nine? Oh, so you need uh, Ferguson to drop in price by one? No, look, you know I've got one point four then by doing those two moves. You know I've got one point four there, and then Bumo. So that, in effect, this next week, yeah, my this could it, this could be it my could, new it could card. be, but then you'd you'd have to have you'd have to have everyone playing as well. Like you, with that move, you can't like really afford an injury. Either, which one? The these three moves. Well, with with um, if you go Sobberslide to Midsummer, oh. and then um, you go Morris to um, Archer. Then if you do that, I'm assuming you're going to play three five two. At which point, if you have any injury, it's just Archer comes straight in, and then uh, Kabore will be your automatic sub for in the event that any defender gets injured. Especially if a stupid Yeah, Stupinan's not meant to be back till the week after, basically. Yeah, 11. yeah, exactly. So, so you think I'm up, 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 uh, so think... what, what I'm saying is like probably we need to think about, well, we it's you who needs to think about, um, like can Archer be someone else mm. in, in that or, or, or. or... I don't go Matoma, simple as that. And I know you're saying go with him in game week 10. Um, look at that. I've got two frees for next week, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and look at that for next week. Yeah, I've got Archer, and you're saying, if, oh, what if one of these doesn't play? Mm. Um, and yeah, I'll get Kabore. But likelihood is, this guy, look at his minutes, 90, 90 every, every game he's played 90. His, his, his minutes are good, mate. His, his so underlying data and his points aren't. So, That's true, but we've got two home fixtures against. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I go and I go Jota, and I get Jota in for Mbumo next week. Mm. And you know, the only problem with that is, is that we might have Nunes, Diaz, Gakpo, and Jota. Which is then who does Klopp start against Forest? 
you know, I think I probably just need to forget about Diego Jota altogether. And I need to probably go, okay, I don't want to invest 7-7 in someone. Yeah. I'm probably going to, Bumo's going to be someone else, but the Archer transfer has to happen to give me the one mil. It probably just yeah. has to, to give me the one mil. And then yeah. I look at someone else uh, to go with from this game. I, I, love, I love Jared Bowen at that point in time mm. as well. Because you've already got Saka. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But Bowen's fixtures from game week ten onwards are, as you say, creamy. Mm. So yeah, it's one of them. And money in the bank. Mm. So. Yeah, yeah. It's an yeah. interesting one, but um, yeah. That I mean, you did it on the wild card as well, right? You did um, Doku. You brought Doku in, didn't you? Did yeah, you know? I did. I did, and then um, you know, with the idea of. Um, selling, but I, I made that last minute switch for Wilson, didn't I? So I um I couldn't I couldn't just go straight from you know um Doku to um to to Bowen, mm. uh, and I still can't do that anymore, which which is really unfortunate. But I'm kind of hoping that Darwin Nunes does the business, to be honest, and and I think he will. I think with with them being training yesterday and um, with Gakpo's form being quite poor as well, to be honest, mm. I, I think I think Darwin has to lose his place first, and he got an assist last week in a game yeah. that they won. So last game week, sorry, and and I just don't think it changes. All right, well, mate, shall shall we wrap it up there? Um, yeah, so, I mean, uh, before, before we do, uh, yeah. I think there's one of the. One other thing to say, and that's uh, about the EPL Live. Uh, oh yeah, app. Um, just before we go, but I mean, while we're waiting for that, Mikey, captain this week. Yeah, captain this week is uh, is going to be Haaland for me. I think um, I, I can't I can't captain um, <laughs> I can't captain a Liverpool player against Everton. I just can't bring myself to do it. Yes. So it's going it's going to be Haaland. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I've got a couple of mates who are going to go into that game. Unfortunately, I I can't go to that one. But a couple yeah. of mates who are, and um, obviously looking really looking forward to it. But I, I'll be, you know, I don't own Salah, so for me it's between Haaland and Son, and I'm, I'm going to go with uh, with Haaland. I think uh, on this one, I think Son's ownership is enough that if you don't captain him, you are, you know, when he does return quite well, yeah. you are going to probably get. A green arrow um going without Haaland captain though with son who what we ca- i captained him against luton and chef united blanked i can't do it for a third time i just yeah I just can't, can't um, bring yourself to it i can't do it um but yeah um go for it mate if if you uh yeah and so um here we go we got the uh epl live app um you know by uh powered by sports mates um you know if you do want to Go and check that out. Um, that's um, that's a really great little resource there. You can also um, find our podcast on there as well, um, and uh, show a bit more love and support to the channel uh, through that. But um, until then, thanks everyone for tuning in. Thanks for everyone who's been uh, commenting. Uh, it's been great hanging out with you all. So uh, make sure you do hit that like for us and subscribe. Uh, turn on them notifications if you want more of our nonsense uh, hopefully you didn't fall asleep during today's podcast even though Chazza did um, 
but yeah, um, if you're listening on the on the app, give us a follow, leave us a quick review or a rating, and that uh, brings us to the end of today's uh, of today's preview show. Uh, keep an eye out on the FPL Addict socials as well uh, to make sure you don't miss uh, the next podcast. And and as always, mate, do you have a little message for Jack Gillibrand? Well, before I do, okay. I, know, I know we want to we want to close this off, Mikey. Before I do. I will bring that message, but there is just one other thing, uh, just to go back to to, to our uh, our partners' bonus bank. It's just for this week. Very quick one. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we're talking about cre- clean sheet uh, probabilities and um, basically goal scorers and things like that. Um, bonus bank have got a fantastic free tool to help with the FPL side of things. Um, you know, basically, if you want to edge your mini league rivals and so on. Um, it displays the probabilities of clean sheets and uh, which players likely to score, as I say. Uh, and it's usually best with determining, you know, who to pick defensively and who to go with, uh, you know, assets in terms of attackers. So this week, for this week, I'll bang it out. Clean sheet pick is going to be Newcastle with a 46% probability and likely to score is that man, the Nordic Meat Shield, Erling Haaland with 59%. Uh, and on that note, I'd just like to say to Jack Gilbrand, Eat shit, yeah.